0: Hello, you're listening to Sailing Uncovered. This is episode 32. I'm Alec Wilkinson. Welcome along. Thanks for joining us again. And thanks for tuning in to the Sailing Uncovered YouTube channel. I know you've been doing it in your thousands recently, especially to watch our videos of big foiling race boats. So it got me thinking that maybe it's time to do a whole episode on foiling. And and so here it is. It's been an incredible decade for foiling, hasn't it? The America's Cup alone has gone from those lumbersome multi-hulls in 2010 uh, to its first foiling cats in 2013 to the competition's first foiling monohulls, which we'll see in action in Sardinia in the spring. Coronavirus permitting, of course. Fingers crossed. Although the Hydrofall's been around on sailboats for three quarters of a century, the last decade has been a game changer and we've got huge all-time trimarounds breaking records around the world, mostly uh, with French uh, sailors on board. We've got foiling kites, we've got flying windsurfs now and, and, and they'll be in the Olympics next time round in Paris and the foiling Nacra as well. That'll become the first foiling boat to compete at the Olympic Games in Tokyo this summer. We've teamed up with the World Sailing Show and it's 50,000 YouTube subscribers to meet up ...with Sir Ben Ainslie and talk all things foiling. He doesn't really need an introduction, but I'll do it anyway. Five Olympic medals to his name and now skipper of the British America's Cup challenger, Ineos Team UK. He also happens to have had a terrific debut in GP. His team dominated and won the first event... So we caught up with him for the show in Cagliari in Sardinia, Italy, where the team are training ahead of that first America's Cup World Series events, and reflected on what an extraordinary decade of foiling we've seen.
1: I think it's amazing the, the change in sport of sailing through uh, foiling technology that's, that's come in. And now through 2019, I guess the biggest changes would be these foiling 75-foot monoholes that we have with the America's Cup and seeing boats of that monoholes of that scale lifting up out of the water it's been fantastic to be a part of that development and there's a long way to go as we move towards the america's cup uh, racing this year 2020 and then the america's cup itself in 21
0: and we'll talk about your america's cup boat britannia in a moment first though just tell us a little bit about the boat you're doing sail gp in the f50 voted boat of the year in 2019 by the way uh, but because the boats belong to the organisers, they're being shipped around the world, um, the sailors don't get to spend much time on them, but they do spend a lot of time training on a simulator, an F-50 simulator. And we recorded an episode uh, last year, it was episode 23, in the simulator. It's fascinating stuff, give it a listen if you haven't already. So Ben, what, what, are, the, um, what are the biggest differences between the F-50 simulator and the one that you have in Portsmouth for America's Cup training.
1: It's slightly different to, to our simulator in terms of the, uh, the actual setup, the hardware, uh, the screens and so on. So we, we use uh, Oculus goggles with our simulator, which is, is a slightly different feeling. But, um, yeah, no, I was, I was impressed with the sensation of sailing the boat and, you know, a lot of the, the tactical software that's in use for, for SailGP and, and so on. So I think there's definitely some, some bits and pieces that we can learn and evolve and and take into our own simulation and development.
0: Now, what about the move from the AC50 that you raced in the America's Cup in Bermuda three years ago and the brand-new AC75 foiling monohulls?
1: It's been really interesting, you know, moving into the AC75 after the AC50, you know, the AC50 being a multi-hole as opposed to the 75-foot monohull that we now have. So and also two rudders on the AC50 as opposed to one with the monohull. So some, some quite big differences, but ultimately when you get the boat out of the water, they're both still foiling, and the, the key to, to performance really is, is keeping the boat out of the water as, as much as possible and you know, right on the edge of balance really to, uh, to get that, that ultimate performance. So it's, it's a pretty cool challenge, and they're both incredibly exciting boats to sail. What would you
0: say are the toughest challenges you're overcoming on this AC75? What are you finding to be the toughest things you, you need
1: I to I think do? the toughest thing about the AC75, you know, sounds a bit obvious really, but the scale of the boat is quite daunting, both from a sailing perspective, but probably more so from a, you know, maintenance design perspective. The loads that the boat is going through and... And, you know, how, you know, again, how you design around that, how you, how you operate the boat and maintain the boat. So that that's probably the biggest challenge. And then, you know, getting those key hours out in the water, learning to sail the boat, get those foiling manoeuvres in and, and keep the boat out of the water as much as possible.
0: I'll always remember my first experience foiling a few years ago on a GC32. It just... Felt like this sudden, sort of effortless rising above the water. It, it was really weird and exhilarating uh, and captivating all at the same time. Uh, a bit like uh, that moment when a hovercraft lifts up, if you've ever been on, on one of those. But that's obviously as far as it's ever gone for me. Uh, ben, tell me, as someone who pushes it to the max and goes a lot, lot faster, we're talking about 50 knots these days on the F 50. Um, What's the best moment you've had on a foiling
1: boat? Probably the best, well, the most exciting moment I've had on a foiling boat was in the last America's Cup. We were in the semi-finals against Team New Zealand. The breeze came in around 24 knots, 25 knots, and we hadn't really done any training in that, and much wind because we were worried about breaking kit and the build-up to the competition. But, of course, you get to race day and you've got no choice. You've got to go, right? So we came to Mark 1, we were just uh, in the lead of of Emirates Team New Zealand, who was catching us up fast, and we had to we had to make this bear away and and got the boat round, you know, reaching speeds over 40 knots, and that was the first time we'd really done that, and not really any option but to to just go for it, and certainly it was a pretty exhilarating ride, and thankfully we got around the course in one piece, but uh, we didn't win the race, but we we survived, and then. The uh, New Zealanders obviously had that, that really hairy capsize in, in the start of the second race that day, which was, uh, you know, probably the the most dramatic moment of of the last America's Cup.
0: Yeah, I remember that moment well. Fantastic uh, stuff, really dramatic, and you can see that moment in the April 2020 edition of the World Sailing Show on their YouTube channel. So, why the team out here in Sardinia then?
1: We're out here in Cagliari in Sardinia as our winter training base. The conditions at this time of year, you know, much more favourable than in, in Portsmouth for for getting good decent time out on the water, and also the first America's Cup series, World Series together being here in the end of April. So logistically, it made a lot of sense for us to be here. Uh, the fa- the city have, have been fantastic in supporting us, and we're looking forward to some. Really decent racing in a few months' time. I think the team have done a brilliant job to get the base set up here in quite a short time frame and then to get the boat shipped down here and, and set up and and now to be operating. It's, like I said, it's a, it's a fantastic facility for us and over the next four months we'll get a lot of decent time out in the water and, and move the team forwards both on and off the water and into the regatta in the end of April. And then we head back to Portsmouth, back to our home port, and get ready for the the Portsmouth World Series Regatta in June. So it's a a pretty full-on period for the campaign, really now all the way through till the Cup, early 21. Listeners can watch you in training here in
0: Sardinia on the World Sailing Show on YouTube, but um, tell us how it's been for you
1: guys. It was good. It was good to get the boat out. had some decent conditions. We had to go quite a long way out towards uh, Velisimius to get some decent breeze, but uh, you got that. The boat was performing well. Uh, the guys were sailing well on, on, on board, and you know it's just a constant development. The more time we can get on the water, the better, and so we'll be pushing really hard for this period to, to maximise those hours out there. Thanks so much, Ben.
0: That's it for this month's episode of Sailing Uncovered. We'll be in Cagliari to bring you reaction from the opening event of the America's Cup World Series. Meantime, remember we're on Twitter and we're on YouTube. Please subscribe and follow us. And if you enjoyed this show, why not give Foiling a go? You don't need to be a Sail GP sailor. You don't need to go at, at 50 knots. Uh, I can't even imagine that, to be honest. Uh, but you can try it in, in what? Pretty much every kind of shape and form, from kites uh, to windsurfs to, to all sorts of boats. So have fun, and we'll see you next month.